How do you reinvent a podcast from within an episode of your own podcast? How do you defy expectations from within your own format? I mean, people have a pretty good idea of what to expect from Hey, I've Got an Idea show by now, right? We introduce each other. We establish the definition for what we're inventing. We make some jokes, if only barely. And then we usually land on taking that thing and multiplying it by nanotechnology or some new app. Verdict, thumbs up Monterey leg plant, good night everybody, and that's another week done. But not for the topic of podcast, dear listener. Our first request from more than one person, by the way, making it our most requested subject yet. This one had to be special. Podcast was going to be a different kind of episode. In order to innovate with this medium, I knew I had to go in a bit of a different direction. And I took matters into my own hands a bit. So... I had a bit of a surprise for Mason this week. I pretty much already recorded a full episode. What? (laughs) Okay, so your invention of a better podcast is remove my older brother. Before I drop this bomb on Mason, let's go back to the day before we were set to record. I started my day as I do most non-day job days. First thing, I got in my car and headed to the gym. Lately, I've been a bit of a good habits, healthy muscle boy, and I wanted to get my head right. I knew this podcast topic was inevitably coming up, and I knew it was going to be a big one. As I turned on my car, my phone connected via Bluetooth to the sound system, and the latest episode of Mabim Bam came on automatically. Ah, my brother, my brother, and me. The famous podcast brother, Kings of Comedy. You could say my brother Mason and I are podcasters. We've been at it for a couple of years now, and what we do is very much our own thing. But we would be lying if we didn't admit that we've been frequently influenced by the McElroys' body of work. They put out an episode every week, as do we. They try to solve some of the world's problems with some typically bad advice, and we usually do as well with some of our clumsy inventions. They make some great jokes, with a close fraternal chemistry and a sharp wit. And we also have a podcast. I stop the car and enter the gym door awkwardly at the same time that someone exits. Sorry. I was very preoccupied with my thoughts on what the expression of an audio-only medium could potentially be. And of course, a good workout. Perhaps if I'm stuck in my own head about how successful a podcast could be, I need to start looking to other people for inspiration about what they would want to listen to. But who could help me? Despite Blur wailing away on the stereo as I scan the room, I noticed everyone here had headphones on. I got the feeling most people wanted to be left alone in their own sonic worlds. I imagine the bulgy guy with the lifting gloves racking up for some heavy squat work is blasting some death metal. The thin graying lady rocking the elliptical at high fat-burning speeds, despite there being very little fat left to burn, probably a dated jock jam or two, but the portly middle-aged man phoning it in on the stationary bike set to its lowest setting? Yeah, he could be listening to a conversation. Everyone was focused with their headphones, and to varying degrees, to their fitness goals. I opt to leave them be. But I had to wonder, if they did happen to be listening to a podcast, what made that podcast special enough to get them to be a dedicated listener? I meditated on this during my leg extensions. I pull a paper towel out of the dispenser to wipe down the equipment that I had just covered with the creative juices that had just recently left my body. It, it was it was sweat. I'm talking about sweat. I didn't like pee on the gym equipment. While heading to leave, I nearly run into someone else on the way out, too. Sorry. I turned the car back on. There they were again. Travis was goofing on coffee, which in turn meant that Travis unintentionally inspired a coffee craving in me. I was feeling a little bit drained from the workout. I could go for a little caffeine. They don't really have Starbucks here in small-town Ontario, so I went to the only local bistro that serves some good bean juice options. Hey, how are you? Hey, good, thanks. Can I just grab, um... Some kind of coffee. <laughs> You're in the right place. Yeah, I suppose so. You are. Um, with thoughts still on the good McElroy brothers, I order a bean juice variant that seems appropriate. Maybe just an Americana. Uh, an Americana. With a healthy muscle boy twist. Large. Do you have soy milk as well? Uh, 
Soy milk is a bit of a weird request around these parts. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, it's perfect. Not. Perfect. It was meant to be. So a large set Oh, yes. To go or for uh, To go, please. The Canadiano version does exist, by the way. It's sweetened with maple syrup. Yeah, you can skip that one. Getting in the friendly small town mood, I suddenly get an idea. I don't need to interrupt someone wearing headphones to ask what they were presently listening to. I could be asking anyone about what podcasts they may want to listen to. Can I ask you a question, sir? Yeah, sure. Um, just randomly, I'm asking like everybody. Um, do you ever listen to podcasts? Yeah. Yeah? Aha. An occasional podcast listener out in the wild. What luck. Maybe he could provide me with some useful insights from the general population on what could help innovate a great new form of podcast. Is there any particular kind of podcast you like or... Just listen to them enough to no? if I find something I'm interested in listening to and it's all over the map. I couldn't even give you a, I couldn't even give you like a, this is what I like to hear. Yeah, okay. So it's I'm, just like whatever yeah, whatever cool. meets my fancy at the time. Yeah. Nothing. This was not a podcast enthusiast. And this was not going to be useful data. Unless I could come up with something intriguing enough that even he would be able to retain its name. I could tell he was happy enough to interact with one of his patrons but was mostly interested in making sure I moved yeah. along. Are you into that? Yeah. I do a little bit of uh, podcasting, but I'm also pretty curious about... Oh, it wants me to swipe now, sorry. I'm also pretty curious about what people like. You know, what... On the road to my next stop, I had to turn the brothers off for now. The more I listened to them today, the more I could tell I was just more likely to accidentally steal their style. And to be completely honest with you, dear listener, my heart was heavy for another reason. We've occasionally had guest experts on the podcast help design something if it was in their field of expertise. Linkara helped us with a comic book. What's Rob Liefeld doing right now? He's not doing anything. That's where you get him. Perfect. Super Eyepatch Wolf with an anime. Another science kit experiments. How many people were in that auditorium? <laughs> yeah. And Brent Black helped us design a political system. One of my favorite episodes. Is this actually a good idea? <laughs> I mean, I should I I'd try it. I mean, yeah, couldn't I be, mean, couldn't be worse than the American oligarchy. Brent Black, if you don't know, is one of the co-hosts of Trends Like These, along with Courtney Enlow and Travis McElroy, one third of my Bam. These podcast guests were all friends that I'd worked with for the convention that I used to help run. I used to head the guest department there, and it's been a useful resource for connecting with potential guests. If I grew the podcast to be big enough, I'd always thought maybe just maybe Travis McElroy could help us design a podcast. I mean, the guy does like a dozen of them. He knows a thing or two about the medium. And with growth becoming somewhat stagnant and time running out, I knew getting Travis on went from a long shot to an impossibility. I drove to my local bulk food store to load up on a few essentials for my healthy eating. Some oats, some flax seeds. I scoop a pound of unsalted nuts into a thin plastic bag that I continue to carry with me as I browse. As I circled back by the obnoxiously loud buzzing fridge, my nutsack in hand, my mind was fully on what the heck I could do next to make a brave new podcast. 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 Not unlike the dozens of custom breeds of trail mix and granola, there are so many dang podcasts these days. How can I make something that's actually fresh and stands out? And if not Travis, then who could I talk to that actually knows about podcasts? I go to the checkout line, another customer immediately behind me. The cashier asks if I need a bag. Do you like a bag? And I only then remember that their reusable bags are especially sturdy and handy to have. I should grab one. But they're all the way back the way I came, so I had to squeeze past to run back and grab it. I'll grab one of those. With a hurried pace, I fiddle with the clasps above my head and grab one with a macro photograph of Brazil nuts on the exterior. My second nutsack of the errand. I suppose if you're immature, you might be chuckling to yourself about the fact that I said the word nutsack again. Well, buckle up. I return to the line, and in front of the cashier and the customer, encase my small nutsack within my large nutsack. That, yep, that actually happened, and you just heard it. And that's what you get for having your vivid imaginations in the gutter, dear listeners. I wanted to ask the cashier about the podcast she might listen to, but there was someone patiently waiting behind me. And my interview confidence waning, I suspected she might just want me at the door. I was growing emotionally distraught. What could I do? I of course had my brother to talk to. He listens to more than his fair share of podcasts, but I wanted to be more prepared than this. Crowdsourcing from humans so far wasn't yielding the results I wanted. So I brought my emotions to the water, 
Maybe nature had something to tell me. Okay. So full disclosure. Earlier this year, I tried to help out the convention I worked for. I wanted to work with Brent to get a Trends Like These live show with Courtney and Travis as guests to the convention. If it worked, not only would it secure an awesome guest lineup for the con, but more selfishly, working with hosting Travis directly, I might be able to actually talk with him about my podcast. I know, it's pretty pathetic. I I know he gets it from all angles, from everyone that wants Travis on their podcast. But if that could happen, I kind of have a better shot than most, right? I mean, this strategy had worked for me before for getting other guests. Oh, and tactically, just so that I had more to work with with the three of them at the negotiating table, I snagged lilyisaverygoodgirl.com as soon as it came up. Uh, No, obviously not the one that Justin famously snagged. I grabbed lilyisaverygoodgirl.com, but Lily spelled with two L's. It's still there, by the way, with something I thought might get Travis's... Anyway. It wasn't meant to be. Brent talked with the other two on my behalf, but schedules didn't line up. Brent's doing his musical, and Travis does a huge touring show with his brothers. Plus, lately, he might be doing, like, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, so I imagine a small indie convention isn't exactly competing here, let alone our podcast. It just wasn't going to happen. I stared out at the waves, my frustrations bubbling to the surface. What is an original podcast? There was no response. I mean, there was a seagull, but seagulls don't make for very good podcasters. What is an original podcast? The seagull came up to me intrigued. In my annoyed state, I tried to shoo the seagull away, but it was a bold one. I took off my shoe to try and encourage the seagull to leave. But then the seagull stole my shoe. I thought things couldn't get any worse. Ah, no, no, a bear is attacking! Sure, I mean, what the hell, you weren't there. (laughs) Stupid nature. All in all, I have to say, I wasn't having a very good birthday. I returned home and kicked off my remaining shoe by the door. I slumped into my editing chair, its left arm also sitting slumped from a year of... Actually, really quite reasonable use? Like, what the hell, Ikea? I browsed Facebook for a while. And then it hit me. The Mabim Bambino podcaster group, of course! I I mean, I wasn't recording until tomorrow night, so I could set this up and pull this off in time. I made a post requesting some assistance. Hey friends, I have a hot idea for a format-breaking episode that I need to record tomorrow. I need a bunch of people to talk with me via Skype. The only catch is that you don't get to know what it's about. Between 6 and 8 p.m., who's down? I went to bed and woke up to a flurry of interest. Suddenly, I didn't feel so alone in this thing anymore. These are mainly just recorded Skype calls, so please forgive them if their end sounds a little lower in quality. Hello? Hey, how's it going? So first, from Indiana, I spoke with Drew Robinson. Um, so hey, Drew Robinson. Yes, very nice to meet you. You as well. Drew's working tech on a podcast releasing soon, but in the past he did a RuPaul's Drag Race related podcast. An obsessive rewatch of one episode of RuPaul's Drag Race over and over with different guests. Oh my god, that's... sounds taxing. Okay. (laughs) Just mentally and uh, emotionally. Yeah, and that one I was like one of the hosts. I was like the the one who came up with it. Um, so it was very um, like all about me. The new one I'm, I'm tech directing is for my job. Um, and it's just a series of celebrity interviews. Okay. Second, from Georgia, I spoke to David Gossett. Hello. Howdy. Uh, David Gossett, is it? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. Uh, you are a <laughs> podcaster, are you not? Uh, indeed I am, yes. David's improv comedy podcast, Unfollow the Revolution, is about a future version of the United States in 3019, where all of America's problems just continue to get worse. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's it in a nutshell, yeah. Interesting. So it's it's sort of like a political future? Yeah, it's uh, improv uh, comedy. Okay. Uh, just going off of those ideas, yeah. Third, from British Columbia, I spoke with Kelly Wright. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> it's going well. Uh, I, I have to ask, are you a podcaster? I am a podcaster. Kelly mentions a previous podcast called Good Enough to Air and currently does a podcast with his group Super Hopped Up talking about video games. You know, like 
most of the podcasts out there on the internet. <laughs> uh-huh, fair enough. Uh, I have one on hiatus right now that I do with a friend in Edmonton as well as my girlfriend where we watch canceled TV shows and kind of give like an overview as to like why we think it was canceled and if it would work in uh, in the modern day. Um, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Fourth, from California, I spoke with Amity Armstrong. Amity Armstrong, you are also a podcaster. Is that true? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I am. Amity does one podcast about film and television and one about religion. So the film and television podcast is uh, The Latecomers, and we watch things you've probably already seen. Uh, We started with Twin Peaks, we've watched Battlestar Galactica, and we've just started a new season where we're watching Stephen King adaptations. Oh, okay. And the religion podcast is called Without Works, and it is a progressive podcast taking hypocritical fundamentalism to church and finally from texas i spoke with natalie johnson natalie uh how are you i'm i'm good thank you how are you great thanks you are a podcaster correct i am natalie is involved with several shows including a DD show called dice bags from her group podities uh i podcast i personally play uh D on a podcast okay. but i also like creepy stuff okay and really niche music interests. And I know that sounds fancy, but uh, actually I'm just a huge K-pop fan. So that. <laughs> K-pop, huh? I suddenly had a very important question to ask. Okay. And that leads me to one very important question before I go any further. Um, do you stand Luna? I actually don't because I've never heard any of their stuff oh, yet. No. Oh, no. I can't believe this. I'm too old for rookie groups. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll admit, I kind of got distracted with this topic. I mean, to be fair, she did wind up turning me on to Monster X, a group that is a lot of fun. They're like if the Backstreet Boys were all the pretty boy and all the bad boy, and they all had to like plan a heist together or something. How do you, how do you feel about like bands that are literally going? Like full mainstream, like Blackpink. Oh, I have tickets to Blackpink. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But enough about K pop. With these podcaster conversations locked and loaded, my panel was complete. And I finally felt equipped to design a podcast with my brother. After the break, we put all the pieces together. Oh, and I also do mention K pop during the break, too. Sorry. Hey, dear listeners, and thank you for listening to. This very different episode of Hey, I've Got an Idea show. I know, pretty different, what with the narrator and everything. Just gonna give you a breather for a second. Much more candid moment here. This is just a quick break. Tell you a few things you might not know about what Mason and I do in our individual creative endeavors. Mason is at Tailstake. He does a webcomic forward at forwardcomic.com. He also does the art for Roll to Save, rolltosavecomic.com. And he's always doing a bunch of other crazy stuff, board games and novel stuff, and he's got a book series. Check out his Patreon, patreon.com slash tailstake. Also, Mason, thank you for your good spirits and patience with this episode. I had to chase the muse on this one a little bit. As for that K-pop reference I mentioned, you're going to want to go to YouTube, go and look up Careful Consideration, more specifically, Luna's Queer Puzzle. All right, it's a video I did uh, for a video series that I'm starting called Careful Consideration. This first video in the series is an exploration on the possible queer themes hinted at uh, in Luna videos. I got more videos planned with that. Also, um, I'm doing other podcast stuff. This is sort of more the tone that I'm going for with uh, 300 Seconds of Luke Being Funny, uh, which is a podcast that is, you know, the pilot episode is like 80% done, but uh, I have to finish something else first. Namely, that I'm dropping an album, uh, Headless Sam, Wet Your Whistle, a mashup album that I'm doing and it's going to be coming out very soon. I got a preview for that in just a second here. But finally, if you want to do advertising with us or if you want to swap ads or anything like that, hit us up at Show or Show at gmail.com. Uh, we also will take your suggestions for anything that you think that we should invent. So if you want to pass any of those along... It might be uh, in a future episode. We're going to get back to the episode proper, but first here is a preview 
of my upcoming album releasing later this month. Probably. This May. Luke's mashup comedy album, Wet Your Whistle by Headless Sam, will finally be ready. Over 50 different artists and hundreds of samples. Over an hour runtime representing a year and a half of work. You have not heard a comedy mashup album like this one. And my personal promise? The sexiest version of Genuine's Pony you've ever heard. Wet Your Whistle by Headless Sam. Check out headlesssam.com this May. I said, are you gonna be my boots? My brother and I were setting up to record as we do each week. I with my AT4040, all cats evicted from the recording room. He, I presume, hunched over his snowball microphone that I gave to him, pointing himself at the furthest corner of the room that the cord distance would allow, so as to reduce, as best he could, the hairdryer of an exhaust fan his computer tower produces. All of that effort this week, for naught, since I wound up using his backup recording instead. How's it going? Uh, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. You were, I saw you tweeted you were working on something right up until now. I just posted it on the AD. We had our sync pending and our recording levels to check. But before that, we had a little bit of our usual preamble going. Little did he know that this time, it wasn't preamble. It was regular amble. You ready to do some, some podcasting? I am all about that podcast. Like, if I'm, if I'm at, if I'm at like a five... For the podcast right now, maybe I want to be at like a 6, 6.5. Mason was exhibiting his usual cavalier attitude towards the production, mainly because I lead the production. Um, When you say a 6.5, what is that like a, on what scale? Uh, out of 100. So so is it like a, there's 100 points that you get but to like, use like, up? Like right and I'm now, thinking I bumped that up to a 6.5. 6.5 from 5. I mean, 5%, that's a lot. His role with our podcast is more of a performer, which is fine. He makes a lot of different things, and he brings a lot to the table when we record. If I had $100, I would spend 5 on the podcast. And I'm thinking maybe I bump that up to a 650 Okay, so that's a much more in, in much more real terms. Yeah. Okay. But the reason why he sounds a little worse this week is because I wanted, dear listener... To present you with what Mason sounds like when he didn't know he was being recorded. Like, if I had a hundred spoons, we'll, we'll use spoons. Millennials love spoons. Yeah, no, I, I get the spoon thing. If, if I had a hundred spoons, five of the spoons would be going to the podcast. And I'm saying I bump that up to a six, and then I take one of the spoons and I cut it in half. <laughs> and now it's useless to everybody. Exactly. So is it the That's... stick? Is it the, just the stick end? Or is it the uh, spoon no, it's end? Pop just the scoop. Soup end, but it's just a scoop. It's like, the scoop. <laughs> if you were trying to eat soup with it, you would get soup on your fingers. It's the scoop with like half an inch of stick, and it just like slips out of your fingers. No, like not like not even half an inch. Like I'm talking just the scoop. Just the scoop. So you have to just kind of like try to hold it from the the base. It would be like trying to eat soup with a castanet. Okay, so you try to scoop some soup up with this just the spoon. End. Yeah, you can't scoop the soup. You have to just, like, cradle your fingers underneath it and then just dip your fingers into the hot soup. Now, this is not necessarily a useless thing. Yeah, not much of a reveal. He's pretty much the same. I mean, even when the microphone is off, my brother just keeps on making bullshit. It was time to drop the bomb. Mason, I have, uh... I have a confession. What? Uh, I know this is usually the part where we would do the sync and we would get right into the shit of 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 our new podcast episode like how we are going to invent a podcast yes on this podcast that is that is what we would do that's what we should do what if i told you we were already inventing that podcast 
Um, I would say this is going to be lousy recording because I haven't started the recording on my end yet. In his defense, he was right. It sounds like garbage. But I was in a very experimental and directorial headspace. Yeah, but what if the, it's, it's the it's the atmosphere of like I got the backup rec- so I can I can use that backup recording and it yeah, would but add backup, to the that's backup though. But but the effect would still be like it would be like a different different style. I mean, right? I don't. But, you, but I, like, you, if, if you want to make, it, but the, it work, it didn't work. It sounds like garbage. If you want to make the podcast, the new podcast that we invent, be the pre-show of us, like waiting in the wings before we do our thing. I mean, we we did a good like five minutes already. We could just kind of extend. I don't know that. that I call them good five minutes, but yes. let's 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 just extend it to. Uh, a podcast length, and we've already done it. We don't even have to start. Well, I mean, that's convenient for me because I don't have to worry about audacity or anything. Apparently, you're just recording my shit. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't want to put you out. (laughs) He still had no idea, which is fair. I kept all this format break a secret from him until this very moment. Okay, well, now here's my thing, Luke. Um, If this, what we're doing right now, is the podcast that we're inventing, in general, when when we invent things, I want to make a good thing or at very least put in some amount of effort. Like uh, a ser- serviceable thing. Serviceable, and a- yeah, no, I want to I want to show them that I did a thing. Okay. And this this is not a thing. This is us preparing to do the thing and you deciding to record it because it is literally less How do work. you know I haven't already broken the format? And, and like, done the episode. I mean, I'm fine with breaking format. By all means, let's color outside the goddamn lines. That is my brand. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, if I'm going to color outside the lines, I'm going to actually use a crayon and not, like, my greasy thumb from where I forgot to wash my hands after eating fried chicken. Like, I want, I want to bust out the aquamarine, my dude. An apt analogy. Uh, we're just bumbling with our chicken grease finger voices. But while Mason may have seen this chicken grease finger setup as a disgusting way to make some unhygienic art, I saw it as more of an opportunity to enjoy something potentially finger-looking good. All right, so, I, you know that I edit the podcast. I do. And, and you I know that... for it, I would be lost without you. you. You know that I tend to sometimes put in a fair bit of work into, uh, you know, producing... Whatever the thing is, like I, I put in all the effects and like create, you, create a picture. You've invented three sometimes. robots, yeah. Well, with this with this particular one, uh, I I had a thought. I had this thought last night. Okay, it was, it was around this time last night uh, that uh, maybe for this episode, uh, I uh, we could uh, we could do it like a little bit special. Okay, so what you're saying is you're going to do all the work in post and make this actually listenable because you're dropping in, like, goofy foley and background music and bullshit. Now, admittedly, Mason's End did wind up sounding shoddier than a one-year-old Ikea chair, but just foley and bullshit? This got me a little worked up. I mean, I had just been attacked by a bear on my birthday. Uh, you think You think that's all I am? You think I'm just I, I don't think that's all you are. You're goofy, you're a, foley, a vibrant, wacky bullshit being. You think I'm just an audio clown? I mean, I don't have to play a clown. Superstar podcast editor and director Luke doesn't take directions from anyone. I don't think you're an audio clown. Yeah, you know, oh, oh yeah. Whiz. Then you what's up with the dolphin? Dropping. What's up with the dolphin? And the it gets panning in from the left. Oh, it's on the right now. I don't even take directions from myself if I don't want to. That's that's my that's my shtick. I Let's just, just play do play your album. Just like play a track. <laughs> I could do that, but... Drop some hot fucking fire right now. Yeah, okay. I had had my fun. It was time to tell him the whole thing. No, Mason, my idea was to, uh, to source some opinions from some, uh, from some experts. And, uh, I've pretty much already recorded a full episode. What? (laughs) Okay, so your invention of a better podcast is remove my older brother. (laughs) I like I'm not going to I'm not going to lie that that might make for a better podcast but still like ouch 
I didn't mean to uh, didn't mean to exclude you as much as surprise you with what I'm bringing to the table this time. It is a concept spitballed from not one, not two, not three, not four, but five other podcasters. Successful ones? B- better than us. <laughs> okay, not hard, but go ahead. Okay. These are the genres we got to try and work into one. And I, I had some fruitful discussion with each of them as to what makes what makes these things good. Okay? Okay. With the others privately, I had thrown a lot of spaghetti at the wall to see what would stick. Now that the cat was out of the bag, I was finally able to scrape that spaghetti that had stuck to the wall from my private spaghetti throwing party so I could bring it to Mason, where we could then throw the spaghetti again to see what... Is this metaphor working? Drew was up first. So for you personally, what kind of podcast do you uh, like to listen to? What do you usually want to listen to when you're listening to podcasts? Um, I really like a couple of different genres. Um, true crime are always fun, especially if the um, the hosts have um, good banter and can kind of walk the line between telling an interesting story, being empathetic towards all those involved, but still not going like super grimdark. Right. Okay. So um, I was sort of expecting this. True crime is is uh, uh, very popular now. Uh, would you say true crime is like the main one that you gravitate towards? Um, these days, it's actually mostly um, different political podcasts, especially from, um, oh, it's the media company from the, the guys who used to be Obama speech writers. Yeah, cr- crooked. The crooked, yeah. Pod, Pod Save America and all of them. All right. True crime. The first piece of the puzzle. True crime. <laughs> Starting off strong, real popular, true crime. Okay, so, so so Luke, what crimes have you committed this week? Uh, whew, let me think now. Uh, I must have jaywalked at some point. <sighs> I mean, that's an easy one. You didn't, like, shoplift or anything? No, I don't really make a habit of it. You didn't, like, kill do a man? A stab? No, I didn't do a stab. Didn't do um, a stab. I like the idea of a true crime podcast where every week we come on. So what crimes did you commit? And we just confess our crimes. Oh, it's just criminals. Yeah. Getting yeah, together. True criminal podcast. Yeah. True criminal podcast. Someone must have done that. If not, that's pretty good. All right. So far, so good. David was up next. For you as a podcaster yourself, <laughs> what kind of podcast do you like to listen to? What do you want to actually listen to on your own time? when you put on a podcast ah usually i am looking actually for like deep dives into stuff whether it is history or professional wrestling um okay or even just in-depth like movie reviews deep dives huh sure but about what and how are we going to tie it into true crime all right so but so then your tastes of of what you listen to are somewhat different from what you would make as a podcaster in general, yeah. Um, it's a thing of it's kind of like you never trust a comic book writer who only reads comic books. <laughs> if that makes <laughs> yeah. sense, you got to kind of diversify. That's, a little. that's yeah. actually a pretty so. good way of putting it. Yeah. If you could invent any kind of podcast right now, no limits. If you could listen to anything you want, what what would you want most out of a podcast? Like what's your dream podcast that, to listen to? All right. So my dream podcast would be because it would have to be something that I have no real understanding of. Uh, I'm thinking more on the like music, like focusing on a particular artist or like genre and just deep diving into it. I, I would almost want the host to have not much idea what they're getting into either. That part I knew Mason and I definitely had a lock on. Okay, And yeah, so. That way it's like a it's a it's a pure reaction to everything. That's a big ask. <laughs> That's it is. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things like on the on the technical side, on uh, like from a sociological perspective of like the times that certain albums came out, like what were the thoughts of the creators or even just the the attitudes of music at the time, particularly like music that has a type of community or type of fan about it. Like mm. 
for instance, ska fans or, you know, people who are really into, you know, emo at the beginning of the 2000s, things like that. Or perhaps like Insane Clown Posse, how they formed the Juggalos. And I went on to tell David that if we did do a musical deep dive, that it also had to feature true crime. I'm guessing that threading the needle on this means there has to be murder along with the musicians. <laughs> that's the, see, that's the best thing about murder, and I'm sure you hear that phrase all the time. Uh, murder's everywhere. So mm-hmm. like, if you want to be like, oh man, I love Darlene Love, well, you're going to love that time Phil Spector killed that person. <laughs> like, Perhaps we could make music and crime work together for a podcast? Perhaps we could make music and crime work together for a podcast. Like, perhaps taking real criminals and making it feel more like guys and dolls. I bring it back to Mason. Also, okay. what if it was about music? <laughs> well, I mean, you're a remix artist, so arguably what you do is musical crime. I suppose it is. And you know what? That does actually ring true as the crime I have been committing the most lately. Uh, I am definitely remixing other people's work. And uh, I'm I'm taking credit for what I've made, but I do not intend to make a dime off of it. So that's that's the part that is Every the actual Monday, crime. Every Monday, I do my art, and I will play music like whatever music I find. All of it, I assume, copyrighted. Uh, and, like... I don't directly make uh, make any money off of the streams, but it is one of the whole suite of services that I provide to the internet as a whole uh, in exchange for which I do have my Patreon. So arguably I am indirectly, indirectly making money off of other people's copyrighted music. I mean, that is a bit of a stretch, uh, but okay. So like I'm committing crimes on a weekly basis then. Okay. Okay. What's our third element? Here's my talk with Kelly. What's the most uh, ideal podcast? Like, what's your dream podcast you would want to listen to right now, if you could? I I really like actual play podcasts. Um, okay. Yeah, I listen to a wide variety of them, like Friends of the Table and uh, The Adventure Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like the overproduced, like, This American Lifestyle podcasts. I find them very pretentious and hard to listen to. Well, now you're in a pretentiously overproduced podcast, Kelly. How does it feel? Okay. Um... Yeah, I'm more of a, like, comedy fan and or, like, world-building fan. Um, I think it's a podcast or just a great way of telling stories, and I think it's wasted on pretentious people. (laughs) Oh, come on, gamer podcaster boy Kelly. You're just making this too easy now. Wasted on pretentious people. (laughs) I mean, it really depends what, like, you guys are into, because I wouldn't want to listen to people talking about things that they don't have any interest in. So, like, the music and or true crime one is good. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming from your picture that you are a white guy and that your brother also is a white guy. So an actual <laughs> play of two more white guys seems like it would be, you know, flooding the Internet a bit more. <laughs> oh, have people done that yet? Uh, you know, I don't actually now that I think about it, I think might be a fresh idea okay, to be good, a big good. minority. Yeah. <laughs> what, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think it is that? I mean, it's because nerds love to do it. I mean, you think of like you think of like AIM and like uh, forums and stuff, and everyone was RPing in there, and it was a good way for like everyone to hear their adventure stories that they'd been crammed in their basement doing for the last like ten years. And now mm. I, th- I think podcasting is just like the latest thing that people can do relatively free to tell their stories and like hang out with friends. It's true. I, I find that you do get a little bit more. Uh, of a heightened drama to it that some people just like to hit record and then and not do anything with it but yeah um you know some people actually care about crafting the story and then they get this final product of something that's uh more even better told and yeah that is pretty cool to to see that people are have this new medium for doing that in a way Mm-hmm. And especially mm. when it's like a improvised story like it's not like pre-written or anything it's like a bunch of different minds coming together and being like oh well i'm a bard but here's my very complicated backstory about how i didn't like living at the monastery or something like that and it's right, like right 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 i don't know it's really cool like you said when they take all that stuff build it into an actual like they add sound effects or music okay so an actual play podcast where we put some passion and interest behind it put some kind of new style and effort in and give a shit about representation 
And this is the point where Mason injects something finally truly unique. A fresh take. Okay. Fresh, fresh take. take on uh actual play. <laughs> oh, well like role play shit. Yeah, so like a so an actual musical crime. Like you are you are well aware of the fact that I am ten thousand percent into the idea of actual play role play. Uh I make you know role play games on the reg that is one of the many things that i do but yeah no if we can if we can make an actual play role play sort of thing like we would probably need at least one other person because you know role playing is sort of weird when it's just the gm and one dude but uh but yeah no if we could get like an actual play role play thing going on roll some dice and then in the middle of it like maybe everything that you're doing you like if you want to cast a fireball or whatever, you have to play some copyrighted sound from a fireball related <laughs> song. I, I will admit too, we did hit a bit of a sticking point with trying to fuse all of these things together already, uh, because the actual play uh being a work of fiction requiring true crime. Well, see, that's my thing, is what if we commit crimes via, you know, uh music oh, like, like- I see. So during the play session, it's live there's crime. live yes. crime. <laughs> so like, no, no, this is my thing is as you're playing, I'm like, okay, you're going to make a bluff check, make me a bluff check. And you have to go into your mental banks and you're like, okay, what, what is a lying related song that I can do? And you just drop that track into like in post, obviously, but you, you choose in the moment. So it's live essentially you uh you choose the track you're going to be dropping in you drop in that track it's copyrighted audio it's more than five seconds and then we charge money for people to listen to the podcast so that's that's a crime there we go we just we put a paywall there and then we've made it true crime exactly here's six seconds of careless whisper and like that's a crime Mm. and we're good except we're evil Amity was up next, and she, admittedly, is a total podcast fanatic. So I've, I've listened to podcasts for a decade, and okay. I listen to, a, I'm a, subscribed to about 100 at the moment. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, I particularly enjoy podcasts that are conversation-based, mm-hmm. because a lot of my listening is during work, and so I have trouble following narrative when I'm working. Uh, do you mind if I ask what line of work you do that lets you do that yeah i um i do freelance administration and bookkeeping for a number of consultancies and clients okay um so it's a lot of you know crunching numbers and things like that and i work alone so Hmm. background sound is important yeah gotcha gotcha (laughs) yeah so i listen to you know a lot of the max fun podcasts comedy and culture podcasts um i try to listen to a news podcast a day unless it's a particularly bad week, which is every other week or so. I I pull from a lot of comedy podcasts and I try and look for ones that aren't just, you know, two straight white dudes, although I Mm -hmm. listen to a lot of those too. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, so I listen to The Read um, and I listen to Throwing Shade uh, and things like that. Um, And then when I'm winding down, I do listen to some fiction podcasts, narrative podcasts, including some actual play and uh, like horror storytelling. So everything. She listens to everything. If anyone was going to know the ins and outs of this medium, it was going to be Amity. Also, I was beginning to see a bit of a pattern. The podcasters knew what they wanted to make for themselves, but the podcasts that they actually wanted to listen to seemed to be completely different. And the more I tried to come up with one concept, the more everyone together, albeit unintentionally, was pulling this thing apart in a million different directions. I bring this to Amity for her take on it. Okay, so I guess um, now here's the thing that's kind of uh, interesting. Um, Mm. Across the board, I've sort of been getting a, a result from the people I've been talking to that they tend to be more interested in listening to podcasts that aren't similar to the ones that they make, for one. And also, um, I've got a... I was thinking it would be like, oh, we're going to spitball one big concept, but I'm getting all of the genres. 
Well, because I find that especially podcasters who are currently making a show are making their show and thinking about 17 or 18 other shows that they do if they could do that. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, you know, if we, if we were all a Travis McElroy. Right. Uh, and there he is again. I just can't seem to escape this guy. If you could work on a third podcast right now, if you if it was justified with your life balance or whatever, um, what would you be making? Or do you feel like spoiling that in case you make it? Well, I've already told people about it, so okay. um, it, it's sort of out in the world, and I'm I'm sort of it, I sort of feel like if I plant enough seeds, I'll be able to do it. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe this will be the the difference it makes. All right. So my pitch was it started as one thing and sort of morphed into a different thing, mostly because I couldn't find a co-host that would work. Uh, okay. It would. It's called Birthday Girls. Um, every month we would talk about between four and eight women that were historical women that were born that month. Um, I originally sort of envisioned it like, um, like an MFM where each two co-hosts would tell the other about this cool woman from history that maybe people don't know about. Um, but I am one woman and I figured it would be important to have another woman, um, yeah. trans or otherwise to be the other voice if that was going to be the case mm-hmm. i like the idea of these his, uh, like a historical podcast focused on women from all over the world that maybe we don't know their names and i kind of like that idea that i definitely think if it's if it's someone who didn't uh get enough credit and deserves it then like for sure yeah that's amazing to to be able to highlight them not to say that you know they need to prove it or anything. I'm just, no, you know. yeah, but I just, I feel like a lot of the history podcasts that I've listened to, and I don't listen to that many anymore, but um, did typically focus on male actors mm-hmm. and they would talk about these cool women that were like background players. And I'm like, well, what about her? Amity, that podcast sounds super dope. And I hope you find the means to make it. Representation is important and something I care a lot about. I say this also because the bullet point I brought back to Mason is definitely a lot simpler in concept, especially not taking into account representation with the hosts, and as it turns out, the subjects. Sorry in advance, that podcast sounds really cool, but clearly I'm working on something way dumber with Mason. So if we could also make this conversationally, potentially kind of funny and also hopefully about important women in history important women in history cool okay so so during our copyrighted music based rp uh you would be role-playing susan b anthony (laughs) well though here here's here's an issue um guys can role-play whatever they want and they can play women if they want and absolutely you know they could even potentially do a portrayal of a uh an existing woman but oh boy even saying that is like yeah but no though like don't though (laughs) so what's great is not only an existing woman but like uh, a currently living woman who might get angry at your portrayal of her yes like so, I would love it if if we if we did uh uh whatever what's her face who took the picture of the black hole. Her name is Katie Bowman. She's twenty nine, by the way. Twenty nine. So she's like an astrophysicist, computer scientist, and I'm going to like spin a yarn in this actual role play where she because she took this picture of a black hole, she gets contacted by aliens and gets wrapped up in like a a big alien intrigue you know adventure thing and you play via the medium of copyrighted clips of music as her and then like eventually word gets back to her that you're role-playing as her and you've made up all these details about her life well okay just quick quick question is there a way to sidestep depiction like can you if we got if we got like definition bot to do a really piss poor impression and just (laughs) read the lines and it's Okay, only so things that she's said verbatim. playing the black hole scientist. Katie Bowman. You are playing her alien sidekick. I am GMing. Yeah. And then we, we do music crimes along the way. 
Well, I figure you're kind of like Rubik the Amazing Cube in that <laughs> she is is going on the adventure and she needs you mm-hmm. and you're you're sort of helping her out with your alien powers, but your alien powers Of course we could just not make it about Katie Bowman. A good idea that only occurs to future Luke. Doing a deeper dive, I learned that she has been super harassed by trolls online because she's a pretty young woman that did an amazingly wonderful thing, so they, of course, had to shit all over that. But when you record something and you put it out there, you have to accept that sometimes speaking your ideas candidly can be uninformed. So here's a big old slice of humble pie for both of us. And I hope our attitude of this reads as a tribute to an awesome modern woman scientist and less of just exploiting her name for recognition for zero reason. Mason, my dude, I love you, but we screwed up on this one, and I'm calling it out. So maybe just imagine a fully fictional equivalent, okay? I, I mean, listen, Mason's clearly on about big bad government now. No, not the government, because she, she works for NASA. Wasn't with NASA. She, she is a government. It's flat earthers. They're coming to get her. They need to silence her research. So she's fighting off, like, anti-vax flat-earther people. They're coughing measles directly at her. Why would the flat-earth people care about the black hole? But then, some people, like flat-earthers, can go ahead and get fully misrepresented. Yeah, fuck those guys. They're good bad guys. They're deranged cultists. Like, I'm Yeah, cool they're cultists. Okay. I'm cool with making them the bad guys. And, like, we got Definition Bot playing our black hole scientist, notable woman in history, you are her little Rubik the Amazing Cube alien friend, powered by copyrighted music. I will GM your adventures. I am I am a thousand percent down with this concept. It seems the different genres have officially reached a level of incompatibility, at least on the course we're on so far. There was one more podcaster left, Natalie. Hopefully she would have the key to tying everything back together. If you could listen to any kind of podcast, like... What's your, what's your, the podcast that would be exactly what you want to listen to right now? Like anything, what would it be? Oh, goodness. That's interesting. Um, uh, I kind of like the, the, the fiction ones a little bit. So something that's pretty like radio play style. So something, um, I don't know, well-written. You see so many of them these days that are kind of just not, complete ideas they haven't been fully thought through and it's like oh god this was so promising and then it just it kind of fell apart in the last half oh natalie cool ideas first that's our whole brand at hey i've got an idea show but having it not fall apart is maybe a new concept for us we should try that i would like to to see more i don't know i don't want to say respect given to the radio play but it's something that we don't do in America that much, and I feel like we could really get back into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that form like it's funny that you say radio play because that's sort of like that harkens back to what the medium used to be, mm-hmm. right? And now with actual play podcasts really taking off, um, the ones that do it well, uh, I assume like. It, it, it's it's funny that we are sort of seeing a resurgence in that, but yeah, it, it like the ones that oh, it's so easy to be like, okay, we're gonna play D and D, press record on the microphone, and then that's it, right? Right, but you see some of them like I don't know if you've ever heard the Adventure Zone, of course. Um, um uh, why did I say it that way? Of course you've heard it, but like you can tell that there was a lot of planning done behind every single episode, and it wasn't just Griffin as the DM putting it all together. It was everybody was thinking about the story from every angle and you just there's something lost in from that when you do a true live play because I mean like I said I play D&D on a podcast and sometimes I don't catch that I missed stuff until way later and I'm like oh there was a good thread there and I'm just a bonehead I would like to you know the the chance to go back or think about that beforehand so I'm ready mm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. it is sort of a pretty interesting concept to like I'm so intrigued by the work that Griffin had to do to mm-hmm. pull it off cuz it wasn't just about uh it wasn't just about being a good DM but being a good like producer as well and a good storyteller and like yeah. understanding the people he was working with and the people that he was producing for like, there, there's so many facets to it that people just don't think about 
Mm-hmm. And I say people as if, you know, I'm perfect, but because I can guarantee you I've forgotten about that stuff all the time. Yeah. And I, you know, people get all weird. They don't want it to be overproduced. They want don't want it to be too slick, that kind of thing. It doesn't feel real. But also mm-hmm. if you're truly, truly live, you can, there's some shortcomings to that. You, you miss plot elements you just miss character moments or or interactions with your group distract you from the thing you're actually doing and you know Hmm. that's i'm not i'm not trying to rag on it or anything i do love the format but you know we have to admit that there are shortcomings so this actually kind of pointed me in the direction of a, a concept that um okay when when we think about, for example, something like what Griffin had to do here, I assume that even though he there's been many moments where he didn't do like retakes, where it wasn't set up that he he uh, you know confirms that it was candid and the that was the original take or whatever, mm-hmm. there must have been some moments where it was more directed as well. Mm-hmm. And I I think too about when you think of the cliche of like a very invested director who's getting right in there with the actor and saying like all right no we gotta that it's gonna have this kind of delivery that there's almost like a new sort of job type for this medium that someone would need to have a little bit of that in them while still letting the storytelling happen in an organically improvised way. Mm-hmm. Does, do, you, do you not agree that like that's like a new kind of skill set of like, you know, it's like both, but it has to be the right measure for mm-hmm. your medium? I think, yes. I, I'm a stage actor myself, so, you know, I know what it's like to have a director kind of just say, you know, go and we'll figure it out. And then other ones where it's like, this moment's super important. You have to hit this beat, this beat, this beat. Um, but, you know, the difference is, of course, the play is fully rehearsed and everything's memorized and, and most of it is the same every time, you know, same way every single time you do it. Um it, it's it's a fine line you walk between being like a, a true classic style director and then sort of just being the guy at the front of the improv show stage, you know, pointing at people like, go, figure it out. Here's your hmm. here's your prompt. It's it's an interesting line to walk. And I I don't know if there's truly like a technique air quotes for it yet it's it's still developing so scripted or unscripted a mix of half and half clearly in the act of figuring out how to write or half write or not write a fiction podcast the innovation might come from the doing from the recording acting reading improvising all around something that at its core is purposefully written and then strayed from How cool is it that with the podcast, we're just starting to figure out how, but then executing on a plan that loose? That's a tall order. Now to apply it to our black hole scientist with a Rubik's Cube familiar on the run from flat earthers. Last, last thing. Okay. Well written. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. I can do everything else, but you hit me with the one impossible thing. There's no way I can incorporate that. (laughs) Straw that broke the cabal's back. Okay, no, 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 okay. Like, it's actual play, role-playing, but occasionally the GM gets, like, little monologues and shit. So that I'm going to write out ahead of time, and by write out, I mean pay someone else to write them who is good at writing. And I pay them. By using the money we get from the paywall Perfect. for people to the podcast. It all comes together. Boom. There we go. This has been Hey, I've Got an Idea show. Has it? I don't think I don't, it has been. I don't know anymore. There wasn't a script for what we were doing right now. This was a different kind of format. How were we supposed to know what our podcast was going to be? N- oh, oh, wait, I'm reading this off a of script right now. Uh, hang on. Let's see. Oh, it says to wrap it up and do the outro. Okay. Well, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. We need a name for this for this actual play, you know, black hole scientist uh, podcast. Like, what's it going to be called? Well, I think the moral of the story is that too many cooks spoiled the broth here. I I profoundly disagree. Okay, no, I got it. I got it. Because the whole thing is true crime, and we we need to violate copyright. We'll just call it the Adventure Zone.
God damn it. We already did one that was the adventure zone. <laughs> My uh, Taz Gardens. Remember the 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 super food? We can double dip. I'm cool with that. I don't think there's going to be any confusion. Okay. So we're pathetic McElroy fanboys. This has been Hey, I've Got an Idea show. If you want to vote on whether or not you would listen to that abomination, <laughs> uh, it's uh, on the Twitter at H-I-G-A-I show. You can like leave a yes or a no in the verdict. Vote yes. Uh, please don't. Like, Okay, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, love crime. So we didn't land Travis McElroy as a guest on Hey, I've Got an Idea show to help us invent a podcast. But I did genuinely enjoy sharing some needlessly creative conversation, TM, 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 with some new fast friends with which I shared a common podcasting bond. Thank you, too, to the dozens of people who were willing to try and help last minute with no context as to what this was for, I might add, but couldn't make it work with their schedules. Then I got to thinking. If it wasn't for our five lovely guests on the podcast this week, Drew, David, Kelly, Amity, and Natalie, we wouldn't have come up with our final product. And if it wasn't for the Mabim Bambino podcaster group on Facebook, I wouldn't have been able to source those podcasters so quickly. And the Mabim Bambino podcaster group wouldn't exist without the fandom of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And My Brother, My Brother, and Me can only exist as it does because of all three brothers, and therefore... This podcast was brought to you, albeit indirectly, because of Travis McElroy. So to my five interviews, all of the Mabim Bambino podcast group, and to Travis McElroy, thanks for the help. Yeah, thanks a lot. I hope this uh, episode goes well. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, good luck. Talk, good luck with the podcast. Glad to be a help. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. Thumbs up, monorail eggplant, and good night. Oh, 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 before you go, I wanted to make sure my five guests mentioned their various shows one more time. So links are in the podcast description, and here they are again. We're called Only in New York. We are a short, funny, quirky story about uh, two girls coming from the Midwest to the big city and then falling in love. So it's very much a rom-com and it's very much a sitcom. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash only in New York series. And you can find us on Instagram by the same title. And you can follow me personally on Instagram at Drew Did This. Um, I'm a video editor. I'm an animator and just... Uh, like seeing what everyone else is doing on there. Well, strangely enough, people can find Unfollow the Revolution at unfollowtherevolution.com, where we post uh, all of our episodes. We also have video content that we share on there as well. You can find us through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, follow us on Twitter at unfollowtherevo. Um, there's no Lucian. We got the Lucian out of there. It's a new day, so, you know, keeping it short. Uh, we also have our Instagram as well, at Unfollow the Revo. And uh, if you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook group. We have a lot of fun uh, goofs and gaffs there that are worth uh, checking out. Uh, sure, yeah. So our, um, our YouTube channel is Super Hopped Up, which is also the name of our podcast. Um, you can find us on like Twitter, at Super Hopped Up. YouTube is youtube.com slash Super Hopped Up. And then Good Enough to Air is my um, TV-related podcast that's on hiatus right now. So like... If you follow us on Twitter, I'm sure once everybody is able to get together and record another episode, we'll let people know. Um, I think the only other thing, all of my stuff can be found at AmityArmstrong.com. So that's an easy one-stop shop.
So. You can follow me personally on Instagram. It's retrograde.jupiter. Uh, I do post links to the episodes for my podcast. I am a cast member on the show called Dice Bags. We are a live play D&D group made of improvisers and actors from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And awesome. yeah, and our show is actually part of a larger network called Podities. Uh, we have a cast member who grew up not watching cultural milestone movies, so she watches them and comments live and uh, not in the mood. Yeah, it's called Not in the Mood, and then we have one where we do an improv show and we record it. That one's Podities. Um, and we're all based out of Dallas-Fort Worth. We're all part of the same um, alternative comedy theater, which is an improvised theater uh, group in Dallas. And yeah, that's us. <laughs> 